Angel fans, why does the baseball media hate us? They just want to take away Mike Trout instead of dealing with the real problem that's in Anaheim. So John and I are here to talk about the real problem and here to talk directly to the baseball media, the national baseball media. It's time to get locked on with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SiriusXM by searching Locked On Angels. And if you want to give back to the Super Halo Bros for all the Super Halo content, here's some things that you can do. Leave us a rate and a review on Apple Podcasts. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button. And if you're not subscribed, please subscribe and become a Locked On Everydayer. And whether you're watching or listening, come over to YouTube. Leave a comment. It's one of the best ways to get in touch with us and be a part of the conversation. And today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. You can make every moment more. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today to get started. Thanks for being here for this episode of Lockdown Angels, where it's your team every day. You've got the Frisch Brothers here with you, a.k.a. the Super Halo Bros. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Hey, it's our second offseason here at Lockdown Angels. And we're happy that you're here with us Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Now, next week is kind of a funky week because we've got Christmas Eve on Sunday and Christmas Day on Monday. So uh, the schedule for next week's episodes are a little TBD, Mike. So you and I will put our heads together and figure out which days are the best days to release our episodes. But just know that we will be here three times next week and we'll let you know what that looks like here soon. Hey, on today's show, what are the most worth it, hashtag worth it contracts the Angels have ever had uh, assigned to their team. And of course, who would we give big money to? Who out there would we give big contracts to for 2024? We'll talk about all of that. But first, Mike, can we please stop trying to take Mike Trout <laughs> away from our favorite team? Yeah, yeah. Chris Bassett stirred up a whole lot of conversation this week. He was being interviewed by Chris Rose, and he stated that he hopes Mike Trout gets traded. Bassett said, I would love to see him in Philly. You know, he was in Jersey, and I believe he has a home in Philly now, and he's an Eagles fan. And so he, everybody has, has said, hey, wouldn't it be great if he played for the Phillies? In fact, that's where a lot of people thought he was going to end up before he signed his long-term deal hmm. with the Angels a couple Weird of years happens. ago. Uh, he believes that Trout deserves that to be in Philly. And that baseball fans deserve that. John, I really want to address that baseball fans comment mm -hmm. in just a moment. Uh, he also shared that he would want to see him in a long playoff run and partnered with Bryce Harper. Now, Angel fans, including John of Locked on Angels, came back pretty hard on some thoughts for Chris Bassett and specifically for the show host, Chris Rose. And, and my best response, or my favorite response, was when people said, and John, you were included in that, why does the baseball media want to take Trout out of Anaheim? Why do you mm. want to take away our favorite player, our best guy, instead of dealing with the real issue, mm -hmm. and that's Artie's unwillingness to build around Mike Trout? Johnny, like I said, I love this narrative, and I love the pushback, and I love that you pushed back. And so you can have the floor here, my brother, and answer this question. Why doesn't the baseball world go after Artie instead of trying to steal Mike Trout? Yeah, it's a good question. First of all, shout out to our friend Swilly Sports on Twitter, and she's got a pretty good TikTok following as well, Mike. I, I don't I don't follow, I'm not, I'm not on TikTok. I just You're can't not on bring, the TikTok? I can't, not on the TikToks. The Tim Toms is my autocorrect. Uh, <laughs> yes. Spells it for me. Uh, 
but shout out to Swilly for pointing out this conversation because yes. I think I would have missed it had I not seen this clip of Chris Rose talking to Chris Bassett. Mike, the the, the reason why the Angels are in the position that they're in is simply because of Artie Marino. There's no foresight and there's no vision for the team. Yeah, I like to call it a uh, name and number approach. You sign the big name and the numbers come along with it, right? And he's done this since he signed that big lucrative TV deal for the Angels back with Fox Sports uh, prior to the 2012 season. And a big part of that was bringing in Albert Pujols to be kind of the anchor for the Angels to say, hey, look who we got. We got this guy who just came off another World Series, the hottest free agent in baseball. And so he signs the big name, and the numbers come along with that. You sell merchandise, you sell tickets, you sell re- you sell ad sponsorships, all of that. And, and that's been his approach for the last 13 years. But what he refuses to do is plan for any future revenue. That's why they didn't bring back Otani. And yeah. look, you can argue $700 million, should that have been something they did? Should it have not been? That's not the issue with Shohei Otani. What the issue is with Shohei Otani and Artie Marino was that there was no vision after the six years of having Otani. It was just already going, sweet, I'm making a ton of money off this guy. And you look at what uh, the Dodgers plan to do with Otani, and it's simple. He has his own economy, Mike. He has his yeah. own market. And so what I'm trying to say here is that there's no vision for the team outside of having one or two superstars. And for a while it was Pujols and Trout. And then it was Trout and Otani and Trout and Rendon. And then it was Trout and Otani again. And again, like we talked about the other day, the three of them didn't play all together that much because of injuries to one person or another. But this is Artie's MO. It's how many dollars can I put in my pocket right now? And that's fine. If that's the way you want to run your business, that's fine. But don't put Angel fans in the position where they have to suffer. Yeah. If you take Mike Trout off of this team, now I know that there's people out there who will make the case that they need to trade Trout and try to get some pieces back for him and add those pieces to the young guys that they already have. I personally don't want to see that because I still think you need a guy like Trout on this team surrounded by young stars. It's what we've been waiting for for yeah. so long. Like, get Trout some help around him, for goodness sakes. <clears throat> and Otani was part of that. He was the help. He was supposed to be the guy that helped Trout and Otani and the Angels get to the playoffs, and it didn't work out for those first three years. And then the last three years, you can make the case that the Angels had every opportunity to do it, but they didn't. So my, my point is this. Don't make Angel fans suffer and take away the one thing for the love of God that we have to root for right now. The guy who was loyal to the angels and thus loyal to the fans, the fans appreciate Mike Trout. They, they want to cheer for Mike Trout. So stop trying to take away our best players and start calling a spade a spade and start calling out Artie Marino on his crap. And that's a refusal to build a winning culture and build a winning team and field a winning team because investing in the minor leagues isn't sexy and investing in player development doesn't put money in your pocket right now. That's the problem. He does just, he leaves so much money on the table, Mike. And the truth is when the angels were winning, they were doing just fine in terms of revenue and all of that stuff. They were over 3 million 
uh, visitors a year to the stadium. And up until 2019, even 2015 through 2019, when they weren't good, people still showed up. And the people are seeing through this mirage of the big name and number. And now they're not showing up in droves the way that they used to. They have not recovered from the post-pandemic you know, uh, seating that we had where you had to spatial distance at the, at the stadium. I love that, by the way, that was the most comfortable mm-hmm. I've yeah. ever been. Yeah. Angel stadium, but the, they've not hit that 3 million person mark since 2020, uh, sorry, since 2019, skip yep. over 2020. And there's a reason for that. And it's because the product isn't any good. Even the draw of the best baseball player doing unbelievable things, unbelievable two way stuff, pitching and hitting, was not enough because at the end of the day, you need a winning team to draw eyes to your product. And Artie just does not see that. He's the problem, not Mike Trout. Don't take Trout out of our equation. We want him here and we want to win with him here. If anything, it's Artie that has to go. And that's the narrative that the national media should be pushing. Yeah, and they're not going to push it because Artie's not bankrupting this team like Frank McCourt was with the Dodgers or causing a lot of controversy or in the past with other owners who have said something ridiculously stupid and then they needed to be removed from their position. I mean, if they're not going to remove John Fisher, then they're not going to remove Artie Moreno, Mm -hmm. right? And they're going to let John Fisher go to Las Vegas and be able to to start fresh and he's still not going to spend money when he's out there. And the same thing is true with Artie Moreno. Like this guy is the problem. And we've pointed that out multiple times. Fans know that he's the problem. But Johnny, the thing that really irritates me is this narrative of what's best for baseball. You know what's Mm. not best for baseball is if the Yankees and the Mets and the Dodgers (laughs) are all the best teams. That's not best for baseball. Right. That's not best for fans. That's not best for anybody. But when you listen to the national media, they want the big players to go to all of these teams that are on the East Coast or West Coast that are well-known, including the Phillies. Now, the Mm -hmm. Phillies hadn't been great since about 2012, and then the last couple of years, they've been better because they've had a really good GM that has invested in this team and had an owner that said, yes, let's invest in this team. For for goodness sakes, the owner was out in front of the fans throwing baseballs into the stands. Like He is really (laughs) invested in this team. And so I think about this narrative of what's best for baseball, and I'm so sick and tired of it because what's best for baseball is that There is competitive balance and the Royals have made five really good moves for their team. And you know what that's going to do? It's going to draw Royal fan eyeballs to Mm -hmm, that team. mm -hmm. And they're going to probably show up even more than they do. The same could be true of Anaheim. Mm -hmm. The same could be true of the angels. It happened in the early two thousands. I was just reading an article the other day that in, you know, 2004, they had Vladdy and Escobar and they had Bartolo and they got Jose Guillen. Like what a great off season that was. Right. And so, The bottom line for this team is that if they put a winning product out there, they're going to see fans respond to it. And I don't know what happened if Carpino and Artie's brain fell out the side of their head, but that's what happened in the early 2000s and why people wanted to be a part of the Anaheim culture. But even in that, even in that time, John, the baseball media still didn't give their respect to the angels. They Hmm. were still hoping for other things. I remember the Vlad Guerrero, signing time when he was a free agent and Mm -hmm. when he signed with the angels it was kind of like oh 
Nobody was excited about that yeah. at all. And he ended up being a really important piece to the Angels in the early 2000s. And so I'm tired of this best for baseball nonsense. What's best for baseball is that teams invest in their players and in their minor leagues so that their fans will show up. And the fans will reciprocate by bringing resource to the stadium right. and buying all of the expensive food and drinks and merchandise because they're really excited about their teams. It's happened before in Anaheim, and it can happen again in Anaheim, not when you get rid of their best player and really the only guy that we're coming to see, and that's Mike Trout. And and going back to Chris Bassett's comment of he believes that Trout deserves and the baseball fans deserve to see him in Philly. Like, which, which baseball fans? Which right. baseball fans right. deserve Trout in Philly? The Philly fans, Chris, who you're not even part of that team? Like, yeah. what, what are you talking about? Like, which baseball fans are we talking about here? Because if we're going to be selective about who gets to be happy and who doesn't, then that's just the, the dumbest premise right. I've ever heard in my entire life. Like right. baseball is for everybody, not just a specific group of people where all the free agents come to their team and yeah. they get to ride high. And, and like, like you said, competitive balance across the league, that's the issue with the A's. Like if we yeah. get behind, if we can get behind and put it on TV and say, Oh, they're doing sell the team Fisher and, and uh, the, the A's sell shirts and stuff like that. Like, there's certainly momentum and there's certainly a reason to do that in Anaheim. But again, don't place blame on trout. Don't put angel fans in a situation where they don't have something to root for yes. just because you want to see Mike trout on another team. Your, yes. your fury is misguided. It's misguided yeah. at the wrong person. Yeah. And we, who wants Mike trout in the playoffs more than anybody else? Angel fans. Right. Exactly. We want to see them in the playoffs. We want to see him go far in the playoffs. It was so great to see him in the World Baseball Classic last year in really important games, right? We want to see Trout in really important games. We want that too. And I don't understand why you would want to rip that away and put him somewhere else and then go, well, they're not building around him. Yeah, listen to what you're saying. They're not building around him. Who's not doing that? The right. owner's not doing that. Right. Not the fans. Don't break our hearts so that you can help somebody else feel better. Like yeah. we, we want to see trout in the playoffs more than anybody else. Absolutely. Hey, coming up on lockdown angels, we're going to look at the kinds of contracts the angels have handed out and whether they were successful, were they worth it? And what type of player would you give a big money, big year contract to? We're going to talk about all of that coming right up. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. You can get involved in the NFL season this season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers like you can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on all of the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including player props and over-unders and spreads and more. And you can go to the app. It'll explain how all of those work. You can visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get involved in a really intentional way this NFL season. And remember, FanDuel is the official betting partner of the NFL. It's the Locked On Podcast Network where it's your team every day. And thank you for making Locked On Angels your first listen every single day. Hope you guys enjoyed the quick hits episode we did yesterday. Just trying to have some quick conversations, things that get us excited about the next season and covering the important issues that, that we need to talk about and just have, you know, some casual conversations. Uh, speaking of really great content, head on over 
to Locked On Sports today because Locked On has launched the very first 24-7 national sports streaming channel. It's over on YouTube if you search Locked On Sports today. It's here for you 24-7, covering the top stories from all across the major sports with the local experts of Locked On and the national show. So head on over to Locked On Sports today on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, and be part of the first ever 24-7 national sports streaming channel. Johnny, with all the talk about Trout, always what with Trout, there's this connection to his contract and the years that he's playing, and of course... With Shohei Otani, there's been conversations about the years of, in his contract and the money and why the Angels said no, why the Dodgers said yes. And then one locked on every day or asked us, what was the most worth it Angels contract? So, John, you responded with a few names, and we'll get to those names in a minute. Mm-hmm. But I'm curious, do you think that the Mike Trout contract was worth it? Oh, yeah. I think what it did for Angel fans and what it did for the team was uh, show number one that there is still loyalty in baseball. Yeah. And we saw that with Jared Weaver. That's why he's one of my favorite angels of all time. My my all-time favorite angel, I should say. But but Trout, to sign the extension and get the money that he did was completely uh, warranted when he signed that contract. But Mike, again... There's no long-term vision. They they signed Trout to this contract and went, all right, we got we yeah. got Trout. Let's start collecting those those checks, baby. You know, like that's all that they did, and they didn't plan around the fact that hey, you need more than just Mike Trout. Like you have him for the next twelve years, you better do something with him. And that's yeah. what's so frustrating to me is that there was no long-term vision around Trout. I say it's worth it, and yeah, you can't control injuries. I think he's going to have a great season this year because every time he is on the field and he's not injured, he's tearing it up. He's just got to get playing time. And I think that now that he's put the back issue and the calf issue behind him, uh, again, I, I say this all the time, he's not going to break his other hamate bone, right? I think right. that didn't happen this season, knock on wood. But all that to say, I think the Trout contract was worth it because of what it meant for the team and what it meant for Angel fans. They just didn't do, the team just didn't do its part in having a long-term vision for what comes after you sign Trout to that extension. Yeah. So here's some names that you threw out there. Jared Weaver, of course, he signed that extension. And then our favorite quote from Weave was, how much money do I need? Yeah. When he he was asked about that. CJ Wilson, and I know that he gets wrapped into that whole Pujols conversation. And so people don't necessarily think that that was a good signing. But you've been somebody that said, I'm going to fight this until the day I die. So here's some space. You can fight it again. Let me talk about that. A five-year, $77.5 million deal with the Angels. Let me tell you how that one broke down right here. I got it right here in front of me. I did my homework on this one for the <laughs> show, Mike. Uh, so that first year, he got $10 million, $11 million, then $16 million, $18 million, and $20 million uh, at the end of his contract. And you can't tell me that you wouldn't make that deal today because throughout his Angels tenure – he had a sub four ERA for the four years that he pitched. I know he didn't pitch in 2016, um, except for 2014, but he still went 13 and 10 that season. Yeah. Uh, he hit 202 innings and was an all star in 2012. 212 innings in 2013 when the rest of the team stunk. He was 17 and seven that year with a 3.39 ERA. And then finally, 2015, he did go eight and eight with a 3.89 ERA. He only got to 132 innings 
that year. I remember he had the the bone chips in his elbow all the yeah. time, and that yeah. was a recurring issue for him. But again, you can't tell me that you wouldn't get that pitcher on this team at that price right. uh, these days because we have been starved for starting pitching on the free agent market. Yeah. Johnny, I think that the, the best worth it contract was actually Vlad Guerrero because oh, yeah, bringing 100%. him over, that was the first time that the Angels signed a major free agent that you would say is the best major free agent. Like that mm -hmm. was the Shohei signing in the early 2000s because this guy was coming from Montreal and was- It was the pool signing in absolutely. 2011, yeah. And yet he performed. And that's right. what I loved about Vladdy is he immediately won an MVP. And then Bartolo Colon came over and his first year wasn't great, but his second year was fantastic. And he ended up winning the Cy Young. And then of course, Torrey Hunter, another really worth that's it That's another, contract. yeah, that's, I would argue, uh, maybe just slightly less valuable than the uh, Vladdy contract having Torrey Hunter yeah. running that outfield and doing what he did in, in 2009, right? Right, yeah, he was fantastic. And then Gary Matthews, I'm just kidding, he's not on this. <laughs> uh, and, then you, and then you also mentioned in that tweet, you mentioned the trades for David Fries and Andrelton Simmons and Rysel Iglesias, which I yeah. all thought were really good moves, and you agree, right? Yeah, David Fries, I mean, I know that he wasn't Cardinals David Fries, but the Angels needed a full-time third baseman, and he's a big reason why they got to the playoffs in 2014. I know he stuck around in 2015 as well. And then that Andrelton Simmons trade was actually one of uh, Billy Epler's best moves, man, to, to go for him when he was with the Braves, recognize that he had great defense, but then also recognize that the bat could get better. Yeah, I, You know what? We, we pile on Billy Epler a lot, but that was one of his greatest moves was getting Andrelton Simmons and for the years that they had Simmons as well they got the best years yep. of Andrelton Simmons and it, it took uh Sean Newcomb who is uh I think with the A's now I think he yeah. signed a deal with the A's yeah <laughs> yeah they they sold they sold high on on Sean Newcomb and they yep. really they really were able to get a really great player and then we talked about the signings from last year Matt Moore Carlos Estevez both of those guys were fantastic in the bullpen John, is there anybody that we're missing? A couple names that come to mind, of course, are I mentioned them already, Kelvin Escobar and Jose Guillen. But is there anybody else that we're missing in there that, man, we gave them a contract or we signed them as a free agent, and this was really, really worth it for the Halos? Hmm. Yeah, I, off the top of my head, I'm just trying to think of who they've given contracts to. But, man, they just have not given any really great players any good contracts, Yeah. As, especially in recent history, Mike. I mean, I think yeah. about – we just we joked about it the other day like trevor cahill and matt harvey like like yeah. really hope that they do well yeah. this season and and those were the guys that were the big exciting free agent starters they added and just like come on guys really so right to be honest with you i think the best course of action they've taken is through the trades and and mm -hmm. looking at the trade market and then even bring the guys that they've they've brought up um and i think about uh, well, they did trade for him and then brought him up, but like Andrew Heaney, I know he was such a, uh, back and forth kind of pitcher, Yeah, but he was pretty reliable. And at one point through the most innings, uh, out of the entire angels rotation, I think that was right. 2019. Right. Uh, so all of that to say, I think the angels have had a lot of success on the trade market rather than the free agent market, at least in recent history. And I will argue, and I don't think this is a, a worth it contract now because of the way it's turned out, but I will argue, and I've said it before, the angels needed a third baseman when they signed Rendon and, and you could not have predicted how poorly things would have gone for him, especially in the 2020 season where 
he looked great. And he was one of the best players in baseball that season. I know it was only 60 games. Uh, maybe we just need more 60 game seasons for the <laughs> Angels benefit. Yeah. And their free agents, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm thinking a couple of names for those locked on everydayers that have been around for a while. Reggie Jackson. He really mm-hmm. performed well in his first year with the Angels. Didn't perform too well in the in the following years. Don Baylor, when the Angels got Don Baylor, that was mm-hmm. a, that was a worth it contract. And so those were some of the names that came to mind. I want to I want to make sure that we high five those locked on everydayers that have been Angel fans and have been through all of the heartbreak really since the seventies. They've been yeah. around for a really long since, time since ancient history. And I'll even argue that <laughs> yes. Vladimir Guerrero and Bartolo and Jose Guillen, that's ancient history too, Mike. Especially right. in this day and age where we're ready to move on from Artie Marino at this point. John, let's talk about who you would give a big contract to since the Angels are in this offseason and haven't really done much. They've been rumored to talk with Blake Snell, and I know that there were some rumors about Marcus Stroman, and, you know, we we can talk about that on a different show, but uh, we, and we've talked a little bit about them already, but who would you give a big money, big year contract to? Would you lean in the direction of a pitcher if you're Perry Manassian? Would you give a hitter on the market right now uh, a big year, big money contract? And then let's talk about next year as well. Is there anybody in the future, not just next year, but anybody in the future that you would give a big money, big contract too. So start with like hitters and pitchers. Who are you thinking about? Yeah. So when it comes to pitching, I did see that our friends over at foul territory, they had Corbin Burns on the show and he was talking mm-hmm. about how glass now signed the extension with the Dodgers because he grew up in LA and wanted to play for the Dodgers. And so they made that trade and then he immediately signed that extension. And uh, Burns said that he feels like he would need to be really blown away or wowed by an extension offer because he is really excited about, you know, seeing what his market is going to look like when he's a free agent. And so, you know, you and I have been tooting the horn and beating the drum of trading for Burns and then trying to extend him. Uh, If if he's not down to do that because he's excited about his free agent market, I I really still think the angels should try to go for it and then try to wow him with a contract. He's somebody that I would give big money to. Now I know he's not a a free agent uh, just yet, but if you're able to get him and then extend him to a big contract, that's somebody I would give uh, a big contract to. But again, I think the angels really need to sign a pitcher long-term because you have to plan for the long-term deals. I think Mike for somebody like Jordan Montgomery, who isn't necessarily an ace of any staff that he's going to be on. He's certainly going to make our rotation better. I would give him, he's 31. I would see if you could go with like a five-year deal for Jordan Mm. Montgomery because Mm. he's reliable. He doesn't get hurt. He's still effective. And there doesn't seem to be any signs of regression from Jordan Montgomery. So I think that's a modest contract, but we're talking big money, big players. And when it comes to a hitter, I know that this makes a lot of people nervous, but I think Cody Bellinger is going to get that big contract this offseason. I agree. Now, would, would I necessarily do it? There's a world where I could probably make a case for yes and no, and I've gone back and forth in my head both ways about signing Cody Bellinger. But Mike, how many free agents hit the market at 28 years old? Not that many. Yeah. And I don't think that even if you got Bellinger 
for 10 years and he ends up being 38 on this contract, I still think you're going to get a lot of good mileage out of that guy. I think he's passed the shoulder issues. I think he's passed all the hurdles he's had to overcome to get back to being good again. So he's going to get a lot of money. And if it ends up being the Angels, well, you know, we'll talk about it on here and and maybe there will be a lot of people who are frustrated. But at the end of the day, like no matter where Bellinger goes, he's going to end up getting a lot of money. So that's who I'm thinking is going to be the big hitter yeah. in this offseason. In the future, I mean, I really don't hope I really hope that Juan Soto doesn't do anything with the Yankees this mm. season before he hits free agency. Cause I want to see that free agency play out. Not, yeah. not necessarily that the angels need to go and try and get him. Cause I don't think that that is something they, they need to do now, whether they do or not will be interesting to watch, but can you imagine what's he going to be 25 yeah. when he's a free agent? Yeah. And again, that only happens when you're Mike Trout or Bryce Harper or Juan Soto and you come up, you know, 19, 20 years old. And here we are with Juan Soto uh, at, at 24, 25, he's going to get paid next off season. So right. that's something I'm really looking forward to watching in the future. How about you pitcher hitter future guy that you really would like to see their free yeah. agency play out. Yeah. When I'm thinking about a pitcher, I'm thinking about a pitcher that isn't regressing. I want to see a pitcher that's growing and, and somebody that is on the younger side. I think if he was, if he was uh, under 30, I would give him a long-term deal. If he was over 30, then I would really be hesitant about it. And so I would want somebody that is really growing into their their pitching repertoire. And mm. when I think about a pitcher, I think about Cody Bellinger as a hitter. And I know that his underlining numbers say that he's going to really regress. And so I'd really pay attention to that stuff if I was a GM and would be hesitant to hand out a really long-term deal to a pitcher or hitter that has some underlining numbers of regression, unless I really think that the coaching staff that I've surrounded my team with can really handle it. Right. And I feel like this coaching staff can, I think that they have the ability to do that. It's just, it's funny to me. It's funny to me because I really, you know, you, you trust the stat cast numbers, you trust the expected stuff, but now I'm kind of questioning, do they take into account how different Cody Bellinger's approach is when he got into two strike counts? Hmm. Because that was a, that made a big difference for him, Mike. Like he sacrificed, right. he literally sacrificed power to just make contact and get the base hit in those O2 counts or a, a, a one and two count, right? And and I kind of wonder, I'm like, man, does does Statcast anticipate that? Mm. Because again, his regression is going to be from the 300 hitter that he was this season to the 270 hitter he could be, which is yeah. like. Yeah, I'll take 270, right? Sure. So, yeah, like I just home runs. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, it makes me curious about Statcast and how much of his adjustments do they factor into his game, right? Yeah, the future big money free agent that I would look at is Vladdy Jr. I would I would do whatever mm. I can, and I know that the Angels need pitching. I hear I hear everybody yelling at me right now, but Vladdy Jr. at first base would be a whole lot of fun for this angel team. And then I think that you can move like Shauna well to a different spot, maybe in left field or maybe just be a, a, a DH and rotate them in and out. Or maybe Vlad is your DH, honestly, but hmm. having him on the team would be really exciting. And I would love to see that. Is that a, a sentimental pick for you right there? Oh, heck yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Hey, thanks for making locked on angels. Your first listen of the day. Remember every day years locked on has launched the first ever national sports, 24 seven streaming channel on YouTube locked on sports. Today is here for you. 24 seven cover 
covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On and our national shows covering every league. So go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and you can subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Hey, give us a follow on Twitter at Locked On Angels and at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram and me at CJ. Uh, I totally messed up the joke. At, at CJ Wilson's number one fan. No, just kidding. Damn. <laughs> I almost said CJ Crone because we were just talking about him the other day. I blew it. Dang, Dang it. it. It was supposed to be funny and it wasn't. It was not funny. <laughs> Mike, please save me. What do we have on deck for Friday's show? It's Fan Mail Friday. We're going to yes. be talking about what you want to talk about. We haven't done that for a few weeks, so I'm excited to hear from you. So you can tweet at us, you can reach out to us, you can DM us, or you can call us on our voicemail line, and that is in the episode description. If you do call us, maybe it's about a 30-second voicemail. We'll, we'll put it on the air. We would love to hear from you on Fan Mail Friday, Friday on Lockdown Angels. Yeah, looking forward to uh, your thoughts. There's been a lot that's happened over the yeah. last week and a half, so we want to hear from you for Friday's show. Until then, my name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Thanks for being here with us, and we'll see you back here for Fan Mail Friday. Fan Mail Friday.